Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We take you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that help craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine and Carrie Bean. Welcome to the show, Carrie, once again. So as always, I'd like to start the show with any particular um, wines that you've come across lately or anything that, you know, you would share with listeners that might be refreshing for the summer. Well, I haven't had any wine recently. I don't know why. It's just, just haven't. The only kind of been busy lately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Definitely the busiest time in my life, I feel. Um, The only thing that I drank recently that I would say is sort of refreshing for this summer is it's called a high noon. I had never heard of it until recently, Um, but it's it's sort of a a seltzer type drink. Mm -hmm. It's it's got like some vodka and juice, so like it'll Mm -hmm. be like blackberry or pineapple or something like that. so I was at a restaurant and had one of those recently, and mm. it, was, it was really re- refreshing. If you like seltzers, um, it was pretty good. So, yeah. Huh. Well, we'll have to look that up and put it in the show notes for folks because that's something that's very different from our normal wine recommendation. And with the topic that we're going to be covering today around raising a financial independently children, <laughs> you yeah. might need to grab something just to sort yeah. of sip away on it. Um, because it's July that we're releasing this podcast, we thought we'd make the connection to Independence Day, you know, independence just in and of itself. And Kate and I recorded previously the financial independence conversation, like what is it in general? Um, but but Carrie, you've got two young adults in your household. And, you know, we joke sometimes about the failure to launch idea or, you know, not being an enabler if you don't, uh, can't financially afford to be an enabler. And even if you can, do you want to be kind of type thing? Um, so you and I thought it might be a good idea to sort of chat a little bit about that and also to, you know, kind of give some tips maybe around what would, what, what are some things that parents can do to, to, be, to help their children uh, become financially independent and to avoid um, that kind of lack of financial knowledge um, so that they, they can run their lives independently and not go to the bank of mom and dad? Yeah, um, definitely something that we've already kind of went through with my daughter 
she'll be, she's 19, she'll be 20 in the fall. And then my son's 16. So they're sort of in different phases, but teaching them, and I, I wouldn't say we've done a perfect job, but, you know, teaching them about money and talking to them about spending and things like that is definitely in the forefront of our minds right now. What are some of the things that you've done over the years um, and, and how early did you start? Because that's a question that I often get. How early should I start teaching my kids about money? Um, we, I wouldn't say we just really started doing the lessons super early. One thing we did when they were small is we opened on both savings account at our local bank um, just to kind of introduce the idea of saving money. We're very fortunate in that we have very large, we have a very large family on my side and a sort of large family on my husband's side. So, you know, birthdays and things like that, they would give presents, but there was always family members who gave money and things like that. So early on, we taught them, you know, you can spend a little bit of your money, but why don't we save some of it? So mm -hmm. over the years, we've um, put you know, birthday money and, and Christmas money and things like that into a savings account. And it's sort of been out of sight, out of mind. We've not really let them go pull from it. And there's been a few instances where they've pulled from it as they've gotten older, but we've encouraged them to save for that. And it's it actually, with my daughter who's entered college already, it's been a very helpful resource for her, <laughs> for sure. And the first thing we did for my son was recently we let him pull a little bit of money out of his because um, he got a vehicle. He got an old vehicle that had a, a tape player in it. So we <laughs> let him spend a little bit of money and update so he could actually listen to the radio and uh, stuff in that vehicle. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic vehicle, we would say. Um, so that was their introduction, I think. To money early on was just slowly introducing them to saving money and letting them see this is how much is in your savings account and actually physically taking them to the bank when they were smaller, which probably isn't as much as a thing now as it was back then, you know, letting them walk into the bank and, and take mm -hmm. their money and have the little savings book um, where the teller writes in it. Um, so that was something they started early on. Mm -hmm. And what, um, with regards to like thinking, so Raylan is off in college now. She's you know got her own expenses when she's up there. Did you guys work on a budget for her, or is that something that she did? Is that something you think about with Rainer? Like, are there mm -hmm. are there other things that? And I think they've seen you guys work the budget. Like you've included them in some of those conversations. I believe is that correct? Yes, we have mainly not necessarily the you know, day in, day out bills and expenses. Mm -hmm. But the big thing that we've included them on is our vacation planning, because that's something that they can, they can see us save for, and then they can see us spend and they can understand how much things cost. So they always sort of involved them in, Hey, this is where we're going. This is how much it's going to cost. This is what we're saving for. And then sometimes I'll use that as a reminder of like, when they want to do things, you know, hey, this is an expense. Remember, we're going on vacation and we really want to spend our money on vacation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Short term thing they were wanting to do. So I do. I think when they were younger, we involved them in that. Um, as they've gotten older, we've 
not necessarily they're not included in our you know, bill paying conversations as much, but we do make them aware of what's going on and how much things cost. So that piece of it, as far as, you know, with Raylan being further along and in college, once she, before she moved to college, we, um, at some point in time, she opened a checking account and we connected it to her savings account. And that And she, you know, got the online banking app and I pretty much had her be responsible for her own money. So, you know, when she was in high school, she didn't have as many of as expenses. So it wasn't a big deal. But once she moved to college, we had sort of discussed her not working at least the first semester, maybe the first year, depending on how her cash flow went, because. It is a huge transition to go from a very, very small town to a very large Division I college. And we didn't really know what to expect academically. She mm-hmm. she did get into Honors College, so we were concerned about it being, you know, a big transition grade-wise. And we really wanted her to focus on her academics and adjust and be able to come home. So what we did for her money was we said, okay let's look at the first month and sort of see how much you spend. But we come up with an amount that said, let's move this much from your savings to your checking. And this will be your gas money and your spending money, you know, and you need to pay attention to how much is in your checking account and if it's getting low. Um, So we sort of made her responsible for her own spending Mm -hmm. and it, we were fortunate enough that she worked quite a bit in high school and had saved money throughout her life that we didn't have to give her a lot of spending money, but she, um, she did a really good job sort of planning out. She's not a, we're fortunate that she's not a big spender. So she was able to do just fine, um, sort of budgeting her money and planning out mm-hmm. the two semesters that she's been there so far. Um, and she did okay with that. Um, what a nice protective way to do this though. I mean, you know, she's, she's early in her, her college career. Um, you didn't tell her what to spend the money on. You just said, you know, this is the bucket mm-hmm. and you can choose how that money is allocated or, you know, what buckets the money goes into. I'm not telling you how to spend it, but here's the resource. Mm-hmm. So as she moves up throughout her college and then eventually gets a job like that, she's going to know how to budget her money at that point in time. What a gift that you've really given her from that perspective. And in my humble opinion, <laughs> thank you. It felt like a, a slow transition, but you know, a little bit easier than, I don't know. And also her living in the dorm, she don't actually have any bills. So, yeah. you know, I think it was good for her to just, okay, you're responsible for, mainly your gas and food that you don't need on campus because she had a meal plan on campus. So it was a slow, a better, maybe a small transition versus, oh, here's an apartment and bills and all these things all of a sudden she was responsible for. I think it, it made it easier to sort of slowly transition her, you know, being on her own cash flow wise. Yeah, that, that, um, I, I think also starting out young, you know, just it, it, we always talk about baby steps and any mm-hmm. goals that are being set. And I think, you know, if you start you early, you know, you've transitioned during a period of time where it's seemed easy because she doesn't have a lot of big responsibilities yet. 
Um, but then when she does start to take on some of those big responsibilities, she'll have the tools to understand how to utilize that money for sure. How about, how about Rainer? He's a little bit younger. He's, he's where, you know, Raylan was four years ago, um, or three years ago. Well, four years ago. Um, about three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, where I, I, you mentioned that you, he recently took some money out of his accounts for a car and, you know, is it, it, what is, do you see any difference um, at all between like boys and girls? Because that's a question I get a lot too. I don't know if it's a boys and girls thing or just a personality thing. Um, he's not frugal like she is. Mm. <laughs> he's more of a, I don't know if it's just being at that age too, you know, when you're 16 and you play sports, you're hungry all the time. Most of his money, he just constantly wants to spend his money on food even though we have food at home. It's, you know, he's one of those kids, like he just wants to spend all his money eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he has the same, you know, we've done the same thing with him, the savings account. We let him um, take some of it out. He, um, you know, spend it on the upgrade on his truck. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing he's really um, had to take it out for so far. Um, he... He's very active in sports and we, you know, we try to give him spending money day in and day out um, and help him with gas. But there was, you know, with the way things are right now and inflation mm-hmm. as a family, we're like, hey, are we spending things, spending money on things that we shouldn't be? Right. Um, and, and it's not really that that I can't necessarily pay for things, but it's a choice. And there was. This is just a small example of something I did this week, actually. A couple of years ago for Christmas, we got the own Apple Music. Mm-hmm. So there's a, um, it's like a monthly subscription. And I think we had the family plan and it was like, it's $14.99 or, or around $15 a month, which isn't a huge deal. Um, but my husband and I do not use it at all. Like we just don't. We listen to Pandora or whatever we don't. We don't use it. And so, of course, teenagers, they're using it a lot more. I'm sure. I don't know how much they use it. But I was like, you know what? That Christmas present has made it to us. <laughs> paid probably, you know, over the course of since we bought it, you know, 300 or more dollars for them to have this. And so I sent them. <laughs> we have a group message in our little, the four of us. And I said, hey, I'm canceling this. You if want it? You need to pay for it, right? <laughs> and I did see an option where there's a student account for five bucks a month, um, and I told him that, and immediately, you know, he was like, well, "I want the student account." So I thought, "I'm not paying for your student account. It is just dollars." <laughs> but I thought, you know, this may be time for us to open a checking account for him. He can start putting some of the money. He don't earn a lot of money, but he's. He's doing some lawn mowing this summer and odding in jobs and earning money here and there. So he can start putting some of that money in the checking account. He can pay that $5 a month himself. And I thought this would be a good way to teach him like, hey, you need to make sure there's at least $5 in your checking account where your Apple Music's going to get canceled because you don't have the money to pay for it. Um, so that's actually on my agenda for this week. If you really want <laughs> My daughter didn't say a word about it, so I don't know if she'll keep doing it or not. But, you know, it's a small introduction to your first bill. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's a great way. I mean, that's a little thing, five bucks a month, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, you want it? 
you get it. It's a great way for them to take ownership of something that they want to spend their money on. Right. I mean, that's a perfect one. Five bucks a month. Yep. Um, When he doesn't feel that he wants it anymore or doesn't find the value behind it, then he can cancel it, but Mm -hmm. it's not on your shoulders anymore. Right. I love that. Um, And I do, you know, again, I I don't like to genderize things in any way, shape or form, but I, you know, you brought up the point that it's a personality thing. Like Mm -hmm. he's not a saver. She was a saver. She's not that much of a spender, although she spends on what she wants and she Mm -hmm. needs to, he is more of a, a spender. Is there different tools that, is there different ways that you approach their different personalities then? Oh, for sure. Um, I, I don't know that there's any one specific thing that I've ran a clock across just yet money-wise mm-hmm. other than I know I'm going to have to sort of guide him a lot closer than I did her. Mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously she's very open book with me. She's like, mom, log into my checking account for me. You know, like if she's driving home or something and she was worried about her money, she would always have me check things. Whereas <laughs> I don't know that he's, going to stay on top of it as much as she does. Um, so I'll be curious to see. He just seems not that he's not responsible. He's very responsible, but mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems to be more of a spender and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'll be curious to see how he does over the next few years. So if you were talking to somebody as a client and you're trying to you know talk to them about their children, are there any specific tips that you would give them? Or are there anything that you would say, you know, ideas that you would say, well, try, you know, try this or do this. I mean, I I love the things that you mentioned, like, you know, giving them small bill responsibilities, um, incremental small bill responsibilities and starting early and, you know, talking to them about managing their budget. But are there any, like, let's say nobody has started with any of that stuff. What would be a really good baby step? that somebody could implement if they haven't started at all with their children? I think opening a savings account and just introducing them to saving money, um, probably that way. Or even if you don't, just teaching them mindfulness about how you spend your money and talking to them like, just like I mentioned earlier about the vacation thing with my kids, like, you know, if you spend your money on this, then you won't have it to spend on this. So just sort of walking through and introducing that concept, obviously it needs to be age appropriate, but, you know, introducing them to, if you spend your money today, then you won't have it tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. not that you always want your kids to save their money because sometimes letting them spend it today is a lesson too. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that introducing them to, the opportunity cost, as we would cause talk about. Um, yeah. 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 I think that's a great tip, Carrie. Well, I think as always, I, I feel like, you know, we have wonderful conversations around family and kids and just in general. And I love, I love what you're doing. As I've said to you many, many times, um, I just think that, you know, the things that you do with your kids and the example that you're setting and the lessons that you're giving them are just amazing. I think you're one of the most incredible women and in, in families that that I see. And I know, I know nobody's perfect and all of that sort of stuff, but you're some of the things that you've implemented have really 
uh, created some good foundations. And I'm so happy that you're willing to share some of that on a, a personal note with our listeners and with clients so that they can get some ideas too. And and if you love this podcast as much as I do and listening to Carrie, please feel free to share it. Um, share it with your friends, share it with your family, like it on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and um, LinkedIn, I guess is the only one I didn't mention. And, and also, you know, leave us comments on iTunes because and rate us because that actually helps move the podcast up in the rankings so more people find us and can get these get access to these great tips that this awesome team that we have has with their their own personal lives and with all the things that they help clients with. We hope you've enjoyed the show and uh, we'd love to hear more from you. If there's any particular topics that you'd like to hear about, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We'd love to talk about the things you want to know about. Thanks all. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.